Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Or let's call it Mama Said Monday. Now, we don't talk about mama in any way, shape, or form. But if you do, sucker, you got to deal with the swarm. It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. So much disrespect, somebody got to get these paws. Say what you want. I love glass jaws. So put up or shut up. I'm not worried about a thing. My takes are clear cut like Shador Sanders bling. Mama said Monday. Let's go. All right. All right. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We're going to jump right into it. Not going to keep you long today, but maybe I will. Who knows? Let's talk about it. The most pulverizing thing going on in sports is the Colorado Buffaloes. And why these sports shows are leading to anything else other than them up first is beyond beyond me. But I'm not going to make the same mistake. Colorado is where it's at right now. The Colorado sports story this weekend was epic. 43-35 in overtime. It was stressful. A brother out here in the central time zone, I was up till 1.30. I couldn't turn it off. Even though they were under dire arrest for the whole game, they found a way to pull it out. I keep telling you, this is bigger than football. This is a movement right now. Everybody wants to be a part of it. And this just goes to show you what happens when we come together. Of course, you got crabs in the barrel trying to pull us down, trying to take Dion down, trying to take his kids down. It's not happening. Now, do I think they're going to run through their schedule and win all their games? No. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. It's got to have to be a start to everything, and this is the start. Kids are getting motivated. Kids want to come there. He's going to give them the life lessons they need to survive, not only in football, but in life. And that's what everybody should be focusing on. Now, the trash talking and the taunting, it may have got a little bit out of hand. Because if you watch the game, the first part of the game, they look flat. They look exhausted. And I can imagine with everything going on, with people take, taking shots, talking about people's moms, indirectly or directly, how, how, however you want to see it, they, I think it was just a little too much. They were overwhelmed a little bit. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Those Sanders brothers, they came to play football. It was just another day to them. They came to play football. Now, the other kids, they were up and down. Like Coach Prime said, he's about seven to eight. Play seven or eight dogs away from being where they wanted to be, but he know he's got two dogs, Shiloh Sanders and Shador Sanders. He got them, and also Travis Hunter. We'll talk about him in a minute. But they were ready for prime time. The lights were on, and they shine. And I'm not talking about Shador's watch. They did the damn thing. And like I said, I was up until 1:30. I'm still tired. But where's the justice for Travis Hunter? That hit on Travis was, was blatantly illegal and dirty. This kid wasn't thrown out of the game. Now, Kamara was thrown out later for planting Shador Sanders, but, I mean, that wasn't a makeup call. What's up with the refs? And, and Norvell had the nerve to try to say, oh, the refs, uh, refs, refs made it a lopsided game. No, guy. Those penalties they threw on you, they, show, they showed the play right after they threw the flag. Your guys were cheap-shotting, hitting late. Blindside blocking, that's coach, bro. That's not just an attitude. You can watch Colorado State on tape the last couple of years when he took over. They didn't do that. Now, Nebraska played rough, but they didn't play dirty. That was straight out dirty. 
and I don't care what Novell says, that was that was just straight out dirty. And like I said, man, this is bigger than college football. And everybody's wondering why they had to play the game at night. I'm going to tell you why they had to play the game at night. Because nobody's watching anything else right now on college football. They had to play the game at night so you will watch those other boring games. Those other the big big name teams that they want to, to generate this money. But Colorado is the thing right now. More people watch, still more people watch this game than any other game watched on Saturday. This had better ratings than some of the football, the, the pro football games that were on yesterday. Like Coach Prime said, we are the show. Just start acting like it. That's all I'm gonna say. Moving on, more news in college football. Mel Tucker, the Mel Tucker investigation at Michigan State is still going ongoing. We still have no facts really on why he's being investigated. He hasn't made a statement. Uh, he hasn't made a statement other than saying it's an, an utter sham. And uh, the AD is really not saying anything either, other than they're having a trial. So I'll give you an update as soon as I get in something from Mel. Uh, Alabama's reign at, in the top ten is over. After they stunk it up this weekend, uh, they still having quarterback problems. How Milrow, the guy who started the first two games, got no run on Saturday with those two guys they put in. The guy that took his place at a starter, I, I don't know how he got in there. And the guy that backed him up was a five-star out of high school. He looked good. He has promise. But Milrow played considerably better than both of them. So why he got no run, I don't know. Nick Saban, the days of benching guys, trying to teach him a lesson. I'm going to give you a little secret. It's this thing called Transfer Portal, and you better hope Milro doesn't jump into it. Moving on. The, long, the Longhorns are now at number three in the country, but they are not the story. That's what they want you to think. They, they want Texas and the big-name schools to be up there, like I said, to generate this money. But Texas is at number three. They had a hell of a time in Wyoming this weekend, so, hey, Maybe they deserve the number three. Maybe they don't. I'm not looking for them to win a national championship. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. And then we have Arizona State's quarterback, Rashada. He's out four to six weeks. They've had a rash of injuries to their quarterbacks. What's going on with the quarterback injuries? Okay, moving on. We got a little bit of NFL stuff to talk about. Joe Barrow's tweet calf returned yesterday. And they're going to use that as the story to to uh, surpass why they got beat down by the Ravens, but he didn't look like Joe, didn't matter. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens took care of business. Uh, then we got Odell Beckham, hurt again. So this is only game two. We had a discussion yesterday. I like Odell. I have nothing against him, but people keep seeing Odell as the guy that played at the New York Giants. That guy has long since left the building. And what you have left is a guy still greatly talented if you put him in the right spot, right situations. But to be honest, he's just brittle. He's brittle. There's no other way to say it. He tweaked the ankle yesterday. I wish you luck, but I, I knew it was going to be like this. I knew it. And then the Jets. Jets, man, the receiver for the Jets unfollowed Wilson. He unfollowed the Jets on his Instagram yesterday. He unfollowed him. One of the major stars of the team. But the Jets don't blame the QB Wilson three interceptions for the loss. Why? Why? They're not blaming him for the loss, but they're killing Russ. 
it's got to be frustrating to be on a team with a chance, but knowing you don't have a chance because management is too much of a chicken shit to get you somebody in there to have a chance because they're protecting the good old boy network. That's got to be frustrating. And I look for a lot of other players to unfollow their organization. That's all I'm saying. The Giants, Saquon Barkley got injured in the game, the game yesterday. Great comeback. Saquon got hurt. Let's see how good Daniel Jones is not. They played Thursday. I doubt he's going to go after watching the, the injury live on TV. I doubt Saquon's going to be able to go on Thursday. So if he doesn't go, okay, Coach Dayball, let's see how you and the $40 million man handle that game. Then we have a rookie, Puka Nakoa is a rookie with the Rams. Broke the rookie receiving record with 15 catches yesterday when the Rams played the 49ers. They gave him all they wanted, but this kid, uh, this got his notoriety. Uh, Cooper Cup's out, so he did the damn thing like Cooper. Like I said, it's the system, not the player. But this one could be different. He's, he looks like he's a little athlete, so we're going to see how that pans out. The Colts, Richardson, concussion protocol. This is not SEC football, buddy. This is where the big boys play. You're not going to truck these linebackers in the NFL. And like I say, he didn't get a good shot on them or anything, but, you know, you're not a running back or you don't want to be a, is considered as a running back. Trying to run over these big boys in the league, it's going to get you in concussion protocol. That's all I'm saying. Uh, just pick your spots, young man. Pick your spots. Looks like Shane Steichen has got you going in a good direction. Uh, hope he gets well soon. And then finally, in the NFL side, my man, the uh, leader of the Cowboys, Jerry, said he's working to grow minority ownership. And I'm like, why? It is clear. The NFL does not want black owners, black coaches, or black quarterbacks. I've said that before, and people keep saying, oh, half of the league is black quarterback." Yeah, not by choice. Not by choice. If somebody don't doesn't want to give you a job, how are you going to work towards making it so they give you a job? Because if even in, in that, if they give you a job, they didn't want to give it to you. This diversity thing is a joke. They have the power structure. They know it. Who are you trying to make happy? Because the things they've been doing so far is making nobody happy and everybody frustrated. Love, Jerry, but that's all I'm saying. I don't know how this is going to work out. Moving on. In the NBA, the Mavs, uh, re-signing Markeith Morris. He, he was part of the Kyrie trade. Uh, good signing, I guess. Uh, the Wizards, they re-signed Todd Gibson on a one-year deal. Todd's a good role player. And I didn't even want to talk about this. Like I said, I don't do sports to run down uh, athletes and what they did wrong and what they shouldn't be doing and how much they make. I don't do that. But this kid right here in Houston, I have to address it because he's here. Uh, Porter Jr., last week, allegedly, we don't know how it's going to go because she won't press charges. He put his hands on his girlfriend, and they're trying to trade him. And, and so, man, you athletes, you're in the spotlight. You've made it. Stop putting your hands on these women for any reason. Your ego can't be that big. If she wants another guy, let him have it. You got everything you need. Broken heart is a broken heart. But don't mess up your career on mixed emotions. Now, they say he pretty much broke this girl's neck. Uh, 
and all that. Like I said, I'm not in the business to report crap like this, but this young man needs some help. He quit on the team a year and a half ago, and I thought he should have been gone then, but they still brought him back. And like I said, I didn't want to address it, but he needs to go. People don't appreciate stuff until they don't have it anymore. He needs to uh, see that contract gone. I'm not wishing bad on anybody. But any man that's coward enough to put his hands on a woman in that fashion, yeah, he needs something. He might, no, he needs his ass whipped. But we're going to leave that to another day. Just thought I had to report it. I didn't want to, but it is what it is. Moving on to the WNBA. The Aces. My girl, Aja Wilson. Drops 38-16 uh, to send the Chicago Sky home in the first round. Uh, the champs look like they're ready to go even without Candace Parker. 92-70. to 70. Uh, The Lynx, they top the Sun 82-75 to send it in a 1-1 tie. The next game is going to send somebody home. The Atlanta Dream, Ryan Howard set the record for most points and most threes in a playoff debut. She dropped 36 36 points, 8 trades, but Dallas rallied from 20 points down to get the win. Now, that has to be frustrating. Keep going, Ryan. I watched you play a couple of times. She can ball. They're telling me this year the WNBA has been most watched that has been watched in 21 years. That's kind of hard for me to believe because I was here when the comments were in Houston racking up titles. So, hey, that's a great thing. They need the exposure I'm still out on management. They don't do what they're supposed to do. They don't promote it like it like they should. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Liberty beat the Mystics behind seven threes from Sabrina Anesco. And Stephanie White, the Suns coach, was named Coach of the Year. Congratulations to her. Moving on to Major League Baseball, the Orioles and Tampa Bay both clinched the playoffs in American League East uh, with the Rangers loss. And the Rays the Rays also completed a deal for that new stadium, St. Pete Stadium. Uh, they didn't give a estimate on how much it cost the city, but uh, St. Pete Stadium is going to be the Rays' new home. Shohei Otani shuts it down for the remainder of the season. He didn't only just shut it down for the remainder of the season. He cleared out his locker. I'm like, really? You can do that? Now, if a brother had this or somebody with not as much notoriety, they'd be calling him a bad teammate. But, you know, since uh, Shohei is pretty much the, the big draw in baseball now, nobody knows if he's going to re-sign with the Angels or go, go out on the free market. And he still hasn't been tested for steroids. But, hey, like I said, where do they do that at? Sports has changed a lot since when I played. But just bailing out on your team, I don't know about that. I don't care if you can pitch pitch and hit at the same time. I'm just saying. All right, let's get to this college football. We started off with Prime in Colorado. Let's run down these games. This top 25. Uh, we had Georgia versus South Carolina. It was a good game, 24-14. I am not a Spencer Rattler fan, but he's matured. He played very well in this game. They lost one of their major playmakers in the first quarter. And then the rest of his team didn't do him any favors. They kind of gave up. They looked scared in the second half. Number two, Michigan against Bowling Green, 31-6. They rolled Jim Harbaugh. Big Harbaugh will be back next game. Michigan 
I'm going to say it for my boy out there, Conroe. He know who he is. Michigan is the most complete team in college football. Number three, Florida State versus Boston College, 31-29 Seminoles. Uh, the quarterback, Travis, he got a little bumped. He got a little bruised up in the second quarter, and that led the stage for the Boston College comeback. Uh, Florida State, after dragging LSU, did not look good in that game. Uh, Norvell, the coach, like I said, he, he coaches too conservative. He should have never got that job. I'm a Knowles fan. I'm not hating, but I see what it is. They picked the wrong guy to bring them back to prominence. Yeah, they're in the top five, but they're not winning anything. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Then we had number four, Texas at Wyoming, 31-10 Longhorns. Don't let the score fool you because uh, I didn't get the guy's name, but the running back, number four for Wyoming, gave Texas everything they wanted. But then at the second half, the Longhorns just out-athleted them. So it is what it is, 31-10. Number five, USC was off this weekend. Number six, Ohio State versus Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, 63-10. to They still have no quarterback, even though Marvin Harrison Jr. got off. Number seven, Penn State versus Illinois, 30-13. to Penn State's just rolling along. They should be ranked higher than Ohio State. We got number eight, Washington versus Michigan State, 41-7. The Mel Tucker effect. No Mel, no game. We're moving on to number nine. Notre Dame versus Central Michigan, 41-17. Marcus Freeman has these guys playing good, but the real test is when we when they get to some ranked teams because Brian Kelly used to do the same thing, but we're going to see. Number 10, Alabama versus South Florida, 17-3. Really bad look for Alabama. Like I said, they have a quarterback problem. Number 11, Tennessee versus Florida, 29 16 unranked Florida. Who would have ever thought? Travis Etienne's little brother carved him up. Nine carries, 174 yards. 174 yards. Yes, it runs in the family. Then we had number 12, Utah against Weaver State, 31 to 7. Nothing to talk about there. Number 13, Oregon versus Hawaii, 55 to 10. Not a Bo Knicks fan. Number 14, LSU versus Mississippi State, 41-14. Now, Mississippi State's coach was crying about they taking the two wins they had for granted. Well, he can have something to talk about Talk about now. They got shellacked. Number 15, Kansas State versus Missouri, upset. 30-27 Missouri, 61-yard field goal, pandemonium in Mizzou. Oregon, number 16, Oregon State versus San Diego State. 26-9. Big Cinco struggled in this game. Uh, maybe I was wrong about them, but they still come out with the win. Number 17, Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech. 48-23. Just too many weapons on the Ole Miss side of the ball. Number 18, of course, Colorado. Colorado State, 43-35. Primetime. Number 19, Oklahoma. Versus Tulsa, 66-17. Still waiting for Oklahoma to play somebody viable so we can really assess this team. But they've got games coming up. Number 20, UNC versus Minnesota, 31-13. Drake May was Drake May. Had a kind of off game. Two interceptions. Still don't think he's better than Shador Sanders. Number 21, Duke versus Northwestern, 
38-14, Northwestern's in a free fall after the firing of Pat Fitzgerald is only going to get worse. Uh, number 23, Washington State versus North Colorado, 64-21. Why they even played this game, I don't know. 24, UCLA versus North Carolina Central, 59-7, Chip Kelly. Uh, I don't know why UCLA is not getting a lot of pub. Chip's got them humming out there. 25, we've got Iowa versus Western Michigan, 41-10. The Hawkeyes doing what they do early part of the season every year. Okay, uh, notable games. I usually do uh, people that, I've in that I'm in contact with. North Texas, my nephew goes to North Texas. They finally got off the snide and got a win, 40-37 over Louisiana Tech. SMU versus Prairie View. SMU poured it on 69-0. Number three, TSU versus Rice. 59-7 Rice. The Nerds got it in. Number four, Norfolk State versus Temple. 41-9. Temple, Temple, Temple beat them down. Then we had Howard versus Hampton. I would have liked to have been at the after party. But Howard, 35-34 Howard. Baylor. Baylor alumni. Baylor beat LIU. 30-7 to get off the snide with their first win of the season. And TCU versus Houston, 36-13. TCU, go get Houston, go get Tom Herman before it's too late. That's all I'm saying. Now we're going to get back to college. The rankings are already out. Let's get to the rankings. Georgia still number one. Michigan still number two. We've got Texas moved up to three. Florida State is number four now. You see, USC is still at five. They were dormant. Ohio State is at six. Penn State at seven. Washington at eight. Notre Dame at nine. Oregon at 10. Utah at 11. LSU at 12. Alabama at 13. Like I said earlier in the show, out of the top 10 for the first time in God knows when. Number 14, Oregon State. 15, Ole Miss. 16, Oklahoma. 17 UNC, 18 Duke, 19 Colorado. How did you went go from 18 to 19? I don't know. Uh, 20 Miami, 21 Washington State, 22 UCLA, 23 Tennessee, 24 Iowa, and 25 Florida cracks the top 25. Okay, we're gonna move on to we're gonna move on to the NFL now. The big boys. See what happened this weekend. I'm just as far as your team goes, I'ma just tell you how I saw it. First we're gonna go with the Packers versus the Falcons. Uh Falcons win 25-24. No love. They can't blame this one on Jordan Love. This is squarely on the defense. Without one of his top receivers, without his top running back, he still showed showed up and showed out. But no love because the Falcons came back and won this game. Uh the Ritter. The rookie quarterback for the Falcons, uh, he afforded himself well. Still not totally convinced on him, but he's an athlete, and he, he played like it. Raiders versus the Bills, 38-10. The Raiders are terrible, and they were exposed. Get Josh McDaniels out of the league. Not mad at Jimmy G, but hey, he, he was behind the eight ball all day. Ravens versus the Bengals. Odell Dunn with an ankle sprain, and Lamar's just getting comfortable in this uh, offense. Joe Barrow plays bad again, but of course they're going to blame it on his hammy. 
Just because they made the playoffs last year starting 0-2 does not mean they're going to make the playoffs this year starting 0-2. That's the reality of the situation. Deal with it. Then we got the Seahawks versus the Lions. Geno showed up. Jared Goff did not. I don't know why the OC for Detroit does not want to give the guy. You sent Swift to the Eagles to draft Gibbs out of Alabama, but you won't use him. And Detroit's defense is still suspect. High on them, but they've come back down to earth after only two games. Then we have the Chargers versus the Titans. Kellen Moore, Dallas results. I watched some of that game. They look just like the old Dallas Cowboys and just like the Cowboys in a close game or a shootout. They, the Chargers lost. They're 0-2. The seat's even hotter for the Chargers coach who should have never got that job. I give him about two more losses. He'll be out of there. Then we got the Bears and the Bucks. Chicago, they need to go ahead and blow it up. They want to blame everything on, on Justin Fields, but it's, it's clear. The guys that, that are coaching him, the head coach, the front office, they don't know what they're doing. They want to say he holds the ball too long for it, and maybe he does, but that's a part of coaching. Coach him up. Make him do better. But And a resurgence of Baker Mayfield. The Bucks get out of there with a, with a, with a, win, with a win. Then we had... Uh, the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence stunk up the place. They should have won that game by at least two touchdowns. 17-9, come on. They had Patty Mahomes on the run. Even, even with Kelsey back in the game, the Chiefs are going to have to go out and get a number one wide receiver because right now they don't have one. Then we have the Colts versus the Texans. Man, Stane Steichen know what he's doing. He's got Richardson going the right way. Hopefully, he can stay out of concussion protocol. Uh, then we had the 49ers with the Rams. Uh, the Rams gave the 49ers all they wanted. You have to get to Brock Purdy to beat this team offense. You have to get to Purdy. They got to him early, but they couldn't get to him late, and they win the game. Then we had the Giants versus the Cardinals. The Giants... The, the, the Cardinals are not fooling me. The Giants win this game 31-28, but the Cardinals are not fooling me. The Cardinals, are t they are playing hard, and then they're tanking at the end of the game. There's no way they should have the Giants should have came back and won this game. That's all I'm saying. They're tanking. They're just making it look good. Then the Cowboys against the Jets. It was 30-10. It was a wash. Nothing to talk about other than McCarthy and his methodical play calling. We're at the two inside the two yard line three times and we kick field goals. Buddy, we're gonna have to get that in the end zone. Your personnel switcher, I don't know if you were just playing games, see who could do what. That's not gonna cut it when you play good teams. The Jets defense was was stout, but you know, they couldn't stop us. Okay, next we got the Commanders versus the Broncos. All I'm gonna say is Russ came out the first half and showed his ass. The second half, they got ran down. They got ran down. And I'm just going to say one thing. Sean Payton could get on the side and chomp and chew his gum and play the boy genius, which he's not anymore. But Russ don't play defense, goddammit. Russ does not play defense. Moving on. Dolphins versus the Patriots. 24-17. The Pats are in trouble. Charlie Checkdown. It's Charlie Checkdown. He didn't start playing until late. And no, he's not Tom Brady. There's only one mechanic. They fall to 
That's all I have for the, the big boys in the weekend. We still have the Saints and the Panthers tonight. Uh, first game on Monday night. And then we have the Browns and the Steelers. Uh, the Saints and the Panthers. Carr is okay. He still hasn't dazzled yet. I don't think uh, Bryce Young is up to speed or anything yet to give them a win. But I look for them to get off the snide in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Browns and the Steelers. I've been saying this since preseason. The return of DW4. That's all I got. Moving on to Major League Baseball. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty time. <clears throat> Excuse me, in Major League Baseball. Uh, American League East, the Orioles. Two games up on the Rays, but they both clinched playoff spots. Uh, in the AL Central, we got the Twins. Seven games up on Cleveland. Uh, AL West, the Astros. One and a half games up on the Rangers. With the Mariners, two and a half back. We're going to go to the National League. Uh, National League East, the Braves, 15 games up on the Phillies. They have clinched their 23rd division title. We got NL Central. We got the Brewers, six, six and a half games up on the Cubs. And the Reds are seven games back. NL West, the Dodgers, 13 and a half games up on Arizona. They have also clinched the playoff spot. Okay, now we're going to go to the stats. Uh, Louis Ariz. 353 batting average. He's, he's pulled it up a little bit, but like I said, the quest for 400 has been over for quite some time. Matt Olson, 52 home runs, broke the club uh, record uh, formerly held by uh, by Jones. Uh, Matt Olson also leads in RBI league with 129. Uh, Spencer Strider, 17 wins, uh, leads the major league in wins. Blake Snell, 2.43 ERA. Leads the league in ERA and Emmanuel Claus, 41 saves, also leads uh, the MLB. Moving on to track and field. Now, Noah Lyles, he's from DMV, Virginia. He's our homeboy, but he's been running his mouth about this world champion thing. And what Noah's not realizing is track, it's an individual sport. We're talking team sport, basketball, football. We Americans, so we thinking right, right away, if it's our league and we win it, we're the best in the world. So nobody going to come over here and beat us at what we do. Track and field is different, man. I mean, I understand you want to be noticed. Uh, you want to get your shine on. That's cool, and we support you. But cut it out, bro. Stop throwing subliminal shots just to get noticed. You're getting noticed by the work you're doing on the track, brother. Even though you lost 100 this weekend at the Diamond League uh Try the Diamond League track and field. You lost the 100, and then you came back to win the 200. But, bruh, we see you. Calm down. And then, Sha'Carri Richardson. Like I said, Sha'Carri, she's cleaned up her image. She's cleaned up her image a little bit. She still has a little bit of work to do. But this is the thing. She was at the Diamond League. She ran the 100. She lost to Sharika Jackson. And when the 200 came, she didn't even run. I'm, I'm like this. Stop showing up. Are you? I understand you're preparing for the Olympics in 2024. But stop showing up to races when the best of the best are there and then don't run. I told you. When Sharika Jackson gets it together coming out the block in the 100, that's your ass. Simple and plain. And she didn't even run fast at this thing. She still got you. You're closing speed because really her, her kick doesn't kick in until about 120 20 yards. But she got you. She got a good start of the block, and she got you. 
But you didn't run a 200 because right now on the 200, when she hurts, hits the curb, it's bye-bye. But stop doing your fans a disservice, showing up at these major meets, and then deciding that you don't want to run. If you don't want to run, don't come at all. That's all I'm saying. It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. You need to cut it out. Okay, we're going to jump into boxing a little bit. I don't even really want to talk about boxing because the way these, these guys are dodging each other is really getting on my nerves right now. I want you to make it make sense to me. Everybody's putting their information out there. The guys without the belts, because they got more Instagram followers, feel like they should be the because they're more popular. That's not how it works. You don't get a belt for being more popular than the next guy. Shakur Stevenson. Why are you fighting a guy? Why are you fighting a guy that you're going to make less money on? You turned down Devin Haney's offer. Which you would have made more money than the fight that you're fighting right now. And you had a chance to win the belts. But you're fighting some unknown guy that you're going to get paid less for. Make it make sense. You would have made more, more with Haney and you would have had a shot at the belts. Make it make sense. But you're calling out him out saying he's scared. But you're fighting a nobody for no straps for less money. You make it make sense. Tank is trying to fight all the fighters he's already fought because he knows he's had those two ass whippings out there for him, Haney and Shakur. He, he don't want to fight anybody. So there you go with, with him. And then you got Charlo still trying to convince everybody that he's got a chance on September the 30th against Canelo. You don't. You don't. Bring your brother. All the people from wherever you are are at in the in Houston, because we don't claim you, bro. Bring your people, because you're gonna need them to console you after this ass whipping. That's all I'm saying. Tyson Fury wants to fight John Jones on some MAA MAA stuff. I mean, what's what's that about? I thought it was boxing. Joshua, he, you know he's a scaredy cat. He he won't get in the ring with the, uh, with the bronze bomber. So that's another fight we're waiting on. What's the deal with these guys? I'm so tired of the sport right now. I'm just tired of the sport. Now, on, on that note, I'm going to get out of here for the day. I think I've taken enough of your time. But uh, let me get my shout outs. I found out yesterday one of my longtime friends is like an uncle to me. Uh, we used to work out. We used to work together. Uh, my man, Ray Shaw, found out he passed away. I don't know exactly when, but rest in peace. Ray was one of the good ones. I also want to give a shout out to one of my guys. Got uh, He hit me up yesterday just out of the blue. Uh, Mr. Andre Whitfield, a.k.a. Dre Day. And he asked, he asked me a, a, a crazy question. If you know me, you know. Uh, he said, why do we, you always keep in touch with me? You always checking on me. Hey, young brother, I just want you to know. I saw the real in you a long time ago. Hey, he's one of those truck drivers out there. Keep on trucking. Be safe. Then I'm coming up to my boy, Michael Ball, whose birthday was last week. Mike Ball, you my dude because you drug me to the finish line in high school. After basketball season was over, I didn't want it no more. And you drug your boy all the way to graduation. And I'm going to always love you for that. Happy birthday, Mike Ball. Uh, then we're going to go. Uh, happy birthday, Jen Plummer, uh, Air Force's finest. She is the wife of my cousin Law Dog, but she family just the same. 
Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Cuzzo, Zay Plummer, and his wife, Shanti. Happy anniversary. I don't know exactly how many years, but you guys look good together. Keep it up. Also, last but not least, I want to give a shout out to all you cowboy haters. Hey, all I got to say, we them boys. It's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.